In this edition of the Low Carb Paleo Show, we talk to Shannon Drake, who is the beauty and brains behind the Dirt range of paleo-friendly personal care and beauty products. She reveals to us what's in those products that makes them so good, so safe and so healthy. So let's join Shannon and Alan in the studio now and find out her story. Good morning, Shannon, and welcome to the Local Paleo Show. Good morning. You and I and Joe met at the Paleo FX 2014 at Austin, and I'm the one that came in and stole one orange from you, and then you managed to get me <laughs> to taste your product. And uh, so I tasted it on the spot, and I loved it, and I came back the next day with a friend of mine and convinced her to buy some of your products. Can you give us a little background about you and your company? Yeah, sure. So a little background about me. I've been paleo on and off for about eight years now. I originally found out about it from a college professor who is this kind of wild and crazy, dreadlocked cultural anthropologist. Uh, he really made an impact on me. It was only a two-week accelerated course, but he introduced us you know, to all the different skulls, the hominids, and the paleo diet. It's like, oh, what is this this crazy diet? It sounds like it, it kind of makes sense. So I started it back in college. And, uh, you know, I was kind of a little lackadaisical about it. But then uh, for the past two years, I've been really, really into it and into the lifestyle. And after eating really, really healthy and really clean for probably about a year, I realized, you know, I, I like to read the back of packaging while I'm brushing my teeth or doing anything kind of brainless and I flipped over my toothpaste tube which was you know a healthy mainstream brand and I started reading it and I was like this is full of junk how am I putting this in my body twice a day but I'm not eating preservatives like I'm still swallowing this toothpaste I I need to find an alternative so I, I basically started doing a ton of research into different ways to care for your teeth and how your teeth actually function in your system and with nutrition and and mixed up my first batch of the dirt tooth powder, which did not taste good, <laughs> but it worked. And then I was like, well, it works, but I don't want to use it, so I need to work on the flavor. And uh, <laughs> about 30 or 40 batches later, I came up with a current formulation that works really well and also tastes good. So <laughs> then we had a winner. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so that, yeah. that was kind of the very beginning of, of the company and my path down this, this route. I can vouch for that. It tastes great. Thank you. <laughs> can we make petty oh, cakes or mud you, pies? Yeah, you actually can. A lot of uh, cultures eat the bentonite clay for cleansing and for uh, detox and it actually helps if you have like parasitic infections. So you you could actually make mud cakes and eat it if you wanted to. <laughs> I don't right. personally, but I know people who do. <laughs> that was actually one of my questions. Uh, if uh, once you're done brushing your teeth, can you actually swallow it or just it's better to just spit it out? Technically, you can swallow it. There's nothing, you know, there's no crazy weird chemicals in it like fluoride or anything like that. The only reason I wouldn't swallow it personally is I've just brushed all the tartar and plaque and bacteria off of my teeth, hmm. and I don't want to swallow that. <laughs> I would rather well, spit that out. Sometimes I'll, I'll take a little bit of the dirt and I'll swish it, like almost right. like a mouthwash alternative, just to freshen my breath. 
and sometimes I'll swallow that because I haven't dislodged any gunk off of my teeth. Mm-hmm. Tartar is calcium, so calcium is good for your bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calcium is good for your bones. So why don't you tell us about your line of dirty products then? Yeah, so right now we have the tooth powder in two sizes. We have Dirty Bomb, which is our, our premium lip treatment, which I really love. It, it was one of the first products I ever made because... Uh, I got a really horrible sunburn years and years ago while I was camping and it really messed up my lips and they would crack and bleed for years and I I used to work in my past life at a company that owned a large beauty line and uh, I tried pretty much every product they sold everything from like the quote unquote natural lip treatments to the super chemical filled like wonder drug treatments and they all made my lips feel better while they were on my lips, but as soon as it wore off, it was back to square one. And right. I just thought to myself, like, I have to be able to fix this. Like, there's no way that one sunburn has ruined my face for all of time. Mm. <laughs> right, right. So I thought, I thought to myself, like, okay, all these companies have all these, like, amazing scientists behind them. But, like, what is the one thing that they haven't thought of that with my skill set I can think of that they didn't look to? And I thought, and I thought, and I thought, and I thought, well, what about cultural anthropology? Like, paleo diet has done a lot of good for my insides. Like, what about my outsides? What do all these traditional cultures use to heal their skin when they have problems? Because they obviously cut themselves and get sunburns, too. Mm-hmm. I basically looked at traditional beauty cultures. It's what fascinates me the most about cultural anthropology. It's kind of this history of taking care of ourselves. And uh, we all know about cocoa butter. We all know about coconut oil, but uh, I realized that all of the natural products I had in my little arsenal at home, none of them had ghee in them. And I knew that ghee was a big beauty secret in India for thousands of years, and mm-hmm. I drank it in my bulletproof coffee every morning. Right. So I thought to myself, like, well, it doesn't go bad, so I could put it in my lip balm. Let's try it out. It'll be like you get the magical coconut oil ghee effect that you do in bulletproof coffee, right? So I took my recipe, I added a little ghee to it, and it worked. And I used it for a month or two, and it kept working. And then I uh, gave it to a girlfriend who has eczema, was like, hey, can you try this out? Like, you have skin issues. I'm not certain if it's just working for me or, or if it actually works. And about two weeks later, I get a frantic text message, I lost your lip balm. I'm freaking out. It like it my face feels amazing. I've been using it all over my face for 2 weeks. Like I need more. And I was like, "Oh, well, maybe it actually does work." So I gave it to a couple more girlfriends. Kind of got the same frantic text message. I don't know if my girlfriends just have holes in their purses, but they all lost it after 2 weeks. And uh after about girlfriend number 4, I thought to myself, "Maybe I should sell this." Mm. <laughs> and uh that's that was the first product, the Dirty Bomb. And so I, I, from then on, I just kind of, whatever issue I ran into in my personal life, I applied that same thinking, like what in the historical lexicon of beauty treatments can I use in my products and, you know, fashioned in a way that's convenient for a modern lifestyle. Uh, there's nothing new in, under the sun. And, and so if uh, cultures have done it for millenniums, uh, they must... From experience, they must have figured out that you know what works, what doesn't work. So instead of using uh, tons of chemicals and uh, stuff that potentially could poison us, 
because of course uh, everything goes through the skin is, and is absorbed. Besides the ghee, uh, do you have any like um, how do you say fragrance or anything else you added to that particular balm? Yeah, well, I only add essential oils to my products, and my number one goal for my essential oils is that they function and they work for whatever the goal of the product is. And then if it happens to smell good or taste good, like that's a bonus. Hmm. So right. the lip balm smells really great. But that's yeah. a side effect of the floral essential oils that heal your skin that are in it. Right. So next yeah. time, uh, before I cook my uh, fish, I can rub some ghee on my lips and I'll... <laughs> yeah, when good. I cook, if I get it on my hands, if I get ghee on my hands, I just rub it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lotion bonus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a product that I, I used to be a hand drummer and I used shea butter as a way mm -hmm. to keep my hands from cracking and breaking. So, um, how can you explain us how shea butter is different than uh, ghee in this particular example? All the different butters and oils have different nutrient and fat contents. They also have different textures. So, shea butter is rather soft and it melts quickly. Mm. So, it's great for balms and lotions and anything that you need to kind of instantly be pliable. For things that you want to be a little stiffer, like a lip balm, I use cocoa butter because it's hard uh, to right. higher temperatures. So it's mm -hmm. more of like a, a combination of what it's made out of and how it functions in the real world that mm -hmm. makes the difference. So it's kind of whatever works for your lifestyle. If you live someplace really cold, shea butter's great because it melts at a lower temperature. If you live someplace really hot, cocoa butter's right. better because it stays solid and won't get all over your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so there's practical reasons there then, really. Very practical, yeah. yeah. With some magical reasons too, but those are the brass tax reasons. <laughs> yeah. So whichever girls wear their lip balm is uh, highly kissable then. <laughs> yeah, I like to say the lip balm is make-out ready. Okay. Oh, <laughs> there you go. You know, as French, that's all we think about, right? Yeah. You're really doing so, the other person a favor too because you're not poisoning them with petroleum. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And um, I never understood. I've, I mean, I've never stepped back from a, a kiss, but I've always wondered, you know, what I was getting into myself when I was kissing girl with this bright red colored uh -huh. lipstick. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I was not going, ooh, but it was, um, you know, was, there was a little bit of hesitation there, you know. Being, yeah, that I'm, uh, <laughs> being that I'm careful about what I put in my body. So I, um, I assume that when you put lipstick with uh, toxic ingredients, some of it gets into your body as well, right? Yeah, I think the statistic is women eat like 10 pounds of lipstick in their lifetime just from having it on their lips. Cool. Right. That's a lot. <laughs> you know, lipstick yeah. has all kinds of heavy metals in it and all mm. kinds of chemicals and I used to be an oil painter, and when I look at the back of a mainstream lipstick, I recognize those pigments from my oil paints, and a lot of my oil paints are, you know, they recommend you wear gloves and masks when you use them. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not to mention yeah. that a lot of these ingredients or additives are also genetically engineered. Yes, that's a big problem with xylitol, is you yeah. can get it from birch bark, but a lot of it is made from GMO corn. Oh, right. Right. To me, even if you make it from birch bark, taking the bark of a tree and then having a sweet white powder, there's a lot of processing in between those two steps. Mm. And 
Yeah. I'm trying to not eat processed foods, so why would I eat a quote-unquote natural sweetener that is obviously highly processed? I guess it sort of makes sense to put a sweetener in lipstick so it makes it more sweet for it's the kissing. Clever. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, mo- moving along, how did you come up with, uh, with the name? Uh, I mean, obviously, you're, you like to joke around the dirty part. <laughs> I do. I have a, a little bit of a devious sense of humor, so that's just a bonus. Uh, actually, uh, my boyfriend Joe came up with a name. He's my willful guinea pig. <laughs> he always tries all <laughs> my products when I first come up with them. <laughs> Luckily, he's also a very, very smart businessman, and he was brushing his teeth with the dirt. And uh, he was like, oh, man, this tastes really good. My teeth feel great. He spits it out, and he's like, it's brown. I'm like, yeah, it's brown. It's made from natural stuff. I didn't bleach it. It's, that's what color it is. He's like, that's going to be a problem, though. People are used to white toothpaste. So yeah, but the whiteness comes from processing. And so people, my demographic, you know, they should know that anything that's like pure white does not exist in nature very often. It's like, well, we got to figure out a way to communicate that quickly that you know, this is part of the, the the benefit is it's very natural. So, you know, what if we just own it and we just call it the dirt? Yeah. Like, it's made of dirt. Let's call it the right. dirt. And I was like, oh, Joe, you're genius. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how the name was born. And then I spun off a whole bunch of funny puns about getting dirty and right, all right, that right. fun stuff. Yeah. So My kind of girl. You know, uh, come to think of it, I didn't even think about the whole white versus brown it never even crossed my mind from my you know i guess my point of view because the whole thing should make sense to me i mean even the cleanest or the most natural toothpaste i can find still had some of these ingredients we mentioned earlier some mm-hmm. of which is gmo and I was literally running out of toothpaste that would be healthy. Even some of the names that are most famous for being healthier, I think you and I know the one we're talking about, right? Yes. <laughs> and I tried Neem's uh, toothpaste, and I tried another one, and it, you know, it was a step in the right direction. It was still mm-hmm. not all right. So when I came uh, uh, upon your product, it was like, well, that may be what I'm looking for. And when I when I tried it and tasted it, I loved it. So the whole white versus brown never even crossed my mind. We're all trying to improve ourselves. And I think the first step is diet. And then we'll start with our fitness. And it, it's kind of a long ways down the road that you start to think about your environment around you, what you're cleaning with, what you're cleaning yourself with, how your house is set up. So it takes a little while for you to kind of look at this white toothpaste you've had your entire life and go, wait, maybe yeah. this isn't what I should be using. You know, mm-hmm. like you're right. just, it's, you're so used to it. It's like walking outside and hearing birds. It just is. Right. So, <laughs> you know, just uh, <laughs> keep in mind that I'm not your typical customer because I am French. So I see uh, things from different point of view and I haven't been brainwashed all these years to get, <laughs> to, to, to eat this uh, awfully colored, you know, with the, colored strips and uh, highly <laughs> foamy, you know, where they yeah. tell you to use at least an inch of it when all you need is really just a little bit of a, like a pea size. So it's all, uh, so coming from that and coming from the health nutrition point of view, I didn't have any problem at all 
but I do realize I'm not your typical customer. Most people are used to the, you know, red and blue striped clear toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. Like, how is yeah. it clear? Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how is that natural? Uh, you know, by the way, speaking of which, um, I found a great way to get rid of tartar without even brushing is I just uh, use a squeeze of lemon juice in my water and it will uh, automatically clean out the tartar, which is basically a calcium deposit. I haven't been to a dentist to get uh, my teeth uh, cleaned up for years because I just natural, freshly squeeze uh, lemon or lime juice in my water and, you know, through the process, I clean my teeth as well. Mm-hmm. On the tooth powder, how to use it properly? Oh, it's really easy. So you just wet your toothbrush, and then I like to tap off the extra water because you're going to have more water on your toothbrush than you need. And then you just lightly kind of tap it into the powder and tap off your extra powder. You don't need a lot at all. It's a concentrate, kind of like a dishwashing detergent concentrate. You only need like a quarter as much as you would think. And then you just brush your teeth like normal. So it lasts a really long time. Although the jar is small, there's no fillers in it. So the 51 gram jar will last a one person about six months. Ooh, it's not bad. So not the best profit making strategy for me, but <laughs> very good value <laughs> for our customers. <laughs> this is going to be a strange question. What's it like for people with false teeth? Does it work for cleaning dentures? Ooh, you know. That's a really good question. I haven't really had any direct experience with that. I haven't ran into anybody yet who has used it for that reason. Um, we've ran into people with crowns, with fillings. I have porcelain fillings myself and people with like bridges. And I consulted a dentist to make sure it would work for them. He seemed to think there was no problem with it. We haven't had any complaints. My fillings are still perfectly fine. I go to a conventional dentist. So... I always assume he's going to change his mind all of a sudden and tell me it's horrible, but he hasn't. <laughs> but that's a good question. I cannot confidently answer that. Okay. Just a thought. There might be a niche market there for you, see. That's a really, really good question. I'm actually going to write it down and consult my, my dentist and ask him. Thank you for asking that question. I love when people ask me really specific questions because it just helps me make the product even better. Mm. Mark and I here to help, so there you go. Yep. How did you pick your flavor combination, by the way? That's an interesting question, you know. I was trying to think of that last night. Like, how did I pick the flavor combination? And I seem to remember it was a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of function. Orange oil, as we know, is a really good grease cutter, fat cutter. So it's really good for getting things uh, dislodged from surfaces. And then cardamom is a soothing and soothing qualities, but they also taste really great together. <laughs> so that's right. another functional benefit. Tastes good. And then uh, it has cinnamon in it. So cinnamon is uh, antibacterial. And it's a little has a little bit of a natural numbing quality. So if you have sore spots in your mouth, it's great for that. Tastes great. The cinnamon that we source is a very specific uh, type of cinnamon that's naturally sweet. So we don't have to add any sweeteners, no xylitol or stevia in the uh, original recipe and then it has a pinch of nutmeg that just kind of you know nutmeg's a nice little flavor com- combiner so it started functional and then just happened to taste good so bonus yep ideal right ideal. and what does uh, i noticed there is uh, myrrh in it as well what, yes. what is the use of myrrh is it just for fragrance myrrh has been used for thousands of years to heal tooth and gum issues uh it has quite quite a track record of 
being great for oral problems. So we added it in there purely for medicinal reasons. Myrrh itself actually tastes really bad. It's very, very bitter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, if, uh, if you tasted the recipe without all the cinnamon and essential oils added to it, you wouldn't want to use it because <laughs> the myrrh is right. truly a medicinal <laughs> ingredient. I also know that clove is also traditionally has been used in teeth uh, cleaning and numbing the pain. And uh, Do you have some of that uh, in your product as well? You know, one of the first recipes had clove in it, but uh, clove is a really strong flavor. And it tended to make it taste yes. really, really intense. So I ended up deciding right. to leave the clove out because the cinnamon kind of did the same function and mm. it tasted good. I've been thinking about making uh, some other products with clove in them, but clove is just really hard to work with the flavor without kind of yeah, dulling yeah. it down using yeah. some sort of process. You could do a version when you have all these uh, like pumpkin, pumpkin pie recipe and sell it around, uh, <laughs> you know, around Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, seasonal flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear. It's kind of what it tastes to me a little bit, you know. There's the yeah. the blend of spice you have in there re- kind of reminded me of you know like pumpkin pie and <laughs> those kind of. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's true, which yeah. is a great selling point for your customer base because you know Americans are very used to those flavors. Not not yeah. the French so much, but the Americans are. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the first time I went to France and my, my French friend was explaining to me that cinnamon is a very American flavor and I never thought of it that way. We put cinnamon on everything. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, I get I get pumpkin pie as a flavor. Um, Coca-Cola, people say it tastes like Coca-Cola. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of people think it just tastes like generally sweet and spicy. I, I have a hard time describing the flavor myself. I'm like, it tastes like the dirt. But uh, everyone seems to really love the taste of it, which is great. It's a special well, treat. My, Twice a day, you get to eat like pumpkin pie flavor. <laughs> that's a great way to <laughs> start right, on your day. Right. <laughs> my experience is uh, because the flavor is so great. I don't really pay attention to the dirt. I mean, to the to the clay. Um, uh-huh. The clay is neutral, so you don't really taste it, and it's so mm-hmm. finely ground. You don't you don't really pay too much attention to it. So. Uh, I think the flavor combination is very good, and combining the taste aspect to the uh, the qualities and the cleaning abilities of the products is a very good idea. If I'm going to put something in my mouth and it, it doesn't taste good, it's not <laughs> going to go very far with me. If uh, something doesn't taste good, we're not going to yeah. continue to eat it, right? So you found just the right yeah. the right blend there. Something I ask most people when we're interviewing them is, what have you found to be the thing that's given you the biggest change since you've been living the paleo lifestyle? Oh, that's a good question. I would say three things. If I was to recommend somebody, somebody was like, I really want to change my life, I would say cut out all grains. I cut out all grains, all of them, about a year ago, and it totally makes a difference. My skin is like flawless now. I never wear makeup. Um, Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and no, unfortunately, no, for I understand. Our, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it like under eye circles gone. Um, unfortunately, for our, our beautiful French wines, I stopped drinking, and it made a huge difference in my energy levels and my concentration, and uh, work out. Like, I think once you get to this super 
high level of diet and you, you look great, you feel great, and you want to take it to the next level, then start working out. I think a lot of people work out and think that's going to get them to a point where they look and feel really good, and it definitely helps, but diet first and then start working out. Mm. Yeah. I have to... Um... I have to beg to defer on the wine part. <laughs> a lot of people do. I, yeah. I never like set out to stop drinking. I just kind of did. I'm not like, against it. I think wine is a very beautiful art and has great variety of flavors. But once I stopped drinking naturally, I, I just felt like probably 30% increase in my overall life, lifestyle quality, which is huge. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. It's uh... Very, very revealing. I think a lot of people will be encouraged by that as well. Good, good. I mean, it's all about finding what works for you personally. Exactly, that's, exactly. That's what works for me. Obviously, people are going to want to know more about your products and where they can get them from. Where is the best place for them to get hold of you? Uh, at our website, which is givemethedirt.com. we got all the information there. Okay, and, excellent. And you sell mostly online or do you have your products uh, in the retail stores? Or are you trying to sell into retail? We're mostly online right now, uh, but we are looking for boutiques and markets and distribution. So if anybody has a boutique market or chain, uh, they can contact us and we will be happy to work with them. We're in a couple boutiques. We're in Picnic in Austin, lovely little coffee shop there. We're in a couple boutiques in L.A. right now. And um, we are in Northern California. We're just about to get into a boutique up there. So slowly, slowly getting into the physical world but mostly online. And how old is your business? It is about two years old. Hello. Hi, Joe. Hello, Joe. Hey, guys. The only thing I would throw in uh, after hearing just kind of the conversation is the other main dietary change that uh, I think we've made that's been really big was the elimination of um, added sugar. So just anything that's kind of like a, a refined thing, that's been really useful for me and just being aware of how much sugar is added into everything. I mean, when you really start paying attention to the ingredients, it's in it's in ketchup and mm. well, you know fruit drinks. There's juices, Odwalla juices. We were at the store the other day, and in fruit juice, which is basically all sugar, they add sugar to it. So it's it's just kind of insidious, and, and just to be aware of it is, is something else to just kind of track and pay attention to. Yeah, Excellent. absolutely, absolutely. Sugar is definitely on the out list on the paleo diet. My understanding is you're getting ready to do. A Paleo package deals for your customers as well? We've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm now three years into Healthy Surprise, and I know what it is to commit to a, a new subscription product where every month we've got to line up uh, 20 new products, and that's 20 new negotiations and invoices and purchase orders and deliveries, and it's, it's a big commitment. So uh, we're, we're working on it. It's coming. Uh, we're almost there. We've upgraded our, our logistics in a big way in the last six months, so... Um, stay tuned. I'm definitely interested in that part of your business. So uh, let us know when you're ready. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Well, thank you, Shannon and Joe, for being on our program. And uh, thank you for talking dirty with us. <laughs> You've been waiting Anytime. to say that, haven't you? <laughs> okay, Joe, I'm conscious of the fact that you're busy. So thank you very much for spending the time with us. Thanks for getting dirty with me, guys. It's been right. a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck with your business again. Thank you, guys. Thanks again. I appreciate Bye. it. Cheers, Em. Bye. Bye.